Hey everyone, welcome to the Fast and Finance Podcast, and I'm your host, Patrick McCrindle. This podcast is designed for everyday, normal people just looking to improve their personal wealth management and expand their knowledge on the markets. Episodes will be short and sweet, focusing on main topics, then transitioning to market outlooks and discussions. We'll cover all the basic concepts so that you have a strong base knowledge before we dive into anything more specific. Wealth management is a concept that's overlooked in many school systems, and we're here to change that. So I've gotten a lot of questions regarding inflation lately, and I figured it was most appropriate to break inflation down given the environment of our economy. Everyone knows that things are more expensive right now from gas prices to grocery prices, and simply put, inflation is the rate at which the price of goods and services increases, affecting the overall cost of living in a country. So in the end, the dollar as we know it starts to become less valuable, and we'll elaborate on that more this episode. But we'll start off with what really causes inflation, although there are many different factors that can lead up to this point. All right, so what causes inflation? Inflation can be caused by numerous different factors, but we'll touch on some of the main ones. The most recent spike in inflation stemmed from supply chain issues, pent-up consumer demand, and monetary policies that brought economic stimulus packages from the pandemic. And one of the most common causes is the demand pool inflation, which is the simple idea of supply versus demand. If the demand for certain goods and services outpaces our ability to supply that demand, this causes upward pressure on prices. Then there's also cost push inflation, which is the cost of wages and materials go up. So corporations often pass this price increase down to the consumer so that they can make up for their extra spending. And in relation to recent events, increased money supply can also lead to inflation. The money supply is simply the total amount of money in circulation, and so if the money supply increases while production is staying the same, there's just more money chasing the same number of goods, which ultimately leads to rising prices. So these concepts can lead to another type of inflation that we call built-in inflation. So when the prices of goods and services increase, Most workers expect their salary to increase as well, right? So that they can maintain their living costs. A lot of corporations do provide cost of living increase, which is why this type of inflation can be referred to as the double-edged sword. You know, each factor influences each other and can result in a cycle. Well, now you might be asking yourself, well, can inflation be stopped? And if you guys have been watching the news over the past few months, I'm sure you have heard talk about the Federal Reserve and what they are doing in effort to combat inflation. And there are several ways to do this, and it can get complicated, but we'll just cover the most common modern way to fight inflation. Earlier, we mentioned monetary policy, which is the control of the amount of money available in the economy and the ways that new money is being supplied. You guys may know that the Federal Reserve has been raising interest rates in effort to combat inflation, and I'll break down how that works. So higher interest rates makes borrowing more expensive, while making saving more attractive. And so in the end, this should lead to less consumer spending, thus less money circulating in the economy. Not only does it encourage lower consumer spending, but business spending as well. So corporations are always borrowing to fund their ventures, right? And we all know when you borrow or take a loan, there's going to be interest attached to that, which encourages these corporations to calm the borrowing down. Because remember, the interest rates 
increased, so credit is now more expensive. We call this whole idea contractionary monetary policy. So the takeaway here is that the policy aims to reduce inflation by limiting the amount of active money circulating within our economy. So people may be asking themselves, well, what do I do in periods of inflation, right? Earlier in this episode, we touched on inflation decreasing the purchasing power of our currency. So purchasing power is simply the amount of goods or services that one unit of currency, like $1, can buy at a certain point in time. Well, with inflation, as prices are steadily increasing, the value of our currency decreases as we cannot purchase as much as we used to be able to, right? Well, what can we do as individuals to protect our money from losing that value? Our first impulse is to hold on to as much cash as possible, and that's understandable, but if our money is going to be buying less over time, and it's just sitting in cash, not gaining any interest or growth, there's no potential for your money to grow with that inflation. So having an abundance of cash in the bank during inflation is not the best idea. What inflation can be, though, is a great time to start investing with securities that can be a better hedge against inflation than your typical low-interest savings account at a bank. So there are several investments that are more inflation-tolerant than other methods of saving. So having a well-diversified portfolio that you are consistently adding new money to you know, every month is a great way to protect your money from losing its purchasing power over time. We've mentioned before that stocks, especially ones with proven historical growth, can be one of the best hedges against inflation, being that corporations normally move in the same direction as the overall economy. There are also treasury inflation protected securities. We mentioned before that you know, bond prices and interest rates have an inverse relationship. But TIPS, as we call them, those treasury inflation protected securities, are indexed directly to inflation, preserving your purchasing power. So there's also real assets, such as real estate, which involves pricing power, you know, the ability to raise rent prices as inflation rises. There are many factors to consider if you're interested in investing during times of inflation and seeking a second opinion from a financial professional can be useful to ensure that you are on the right track. And that wraps up today's episode of Fast and Finance. Stay tuned for our next episode for a breakdown on the business cycle relevant to inflation. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member of FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group and SGI Wealth Management, LLC, are separate entities from LPL Financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk.